We need someone who's going to come in with new ideas because not only is the controller the chief financial officer, but we can also manage the performance of the city. It goes beyond dollars and cents, commas and zeros, and the controller has to do more to be a part of that conversation and making sure that city departments have new ideas and best practices so that we can invest more in the lives of the people of Houston. New Houston City Controller-Elect and Progress Texas endorsee Chris Hollins. There, congratulations on the win, Chris, and more on the Houston runoff coming up. It's Monday, December 11th, 2023, and this is the Progress Texas Daily Dispatch. Rapid response on the breaking news stories Texas progressives need to know. I'm Chris Mosier. First, though... Things went south in potentially historic fashion over the weekend in regard to the case of Dallas-area mother Kate Cox, who at our last report on Friday had been granted a temporary restraining order against the state, which would allow doctors to provide her an abortion to save her future reproductive health in the midst of a hopeless pregnancy. And that Attorney General Ken Paxton's office had immediately appealed while threatening Cox's doctor and husband, along with the staffs of three potential hospitals where this abortion might be provided with future legal action. Joe Ruiz and Caroline Linton at CBS News write that the Texas Supreme Court, which is currently considering the Zorowski case in this same legal area, and which many reproductive rights advocates have thought might be at least paying attention to the plight of problematic pregnancies caught in a lurch by Texas's strict and broadly worded abortion bans, sided with Paxton late on Friday, staying the order of Austin Judge Maya Guerra Gamble and blocking the path for Cox to end her pregnancy, which is now into its 21st week. Nick Robertson at The Hill writes that the state argues that Cox's case doesn't fall under the exemptions provided in state law regarding threats to a mother's health and that any potential complications were not truly life-threatening and writes that the case has drawn additional national attention to the issue of abortion rights considered key by Democratic strategists in efforts to regain the House of Representatives and keep the White House in 2024. Abortion rights issues have mobilized voters to the polls in recent years, including victories for abortion rights activists in red states like Kansas and Kentucky in 2022 and in Ohio this year. While generally Republican presidential candidates have sidestepped questions about whether they'd support a national abortion ban, spoiler alert, they would, Kanishka Singh at Reuters writes that top Democratic leaders and advocacy groups condemn the Texas Supreme Court's call over the weekend. The Center for Reproductive Rights, backing Cox in the case, says, quote, While our client is enduring an active medical crisis, the state of Texas is using her health care as a political football. Texas's actions are intolerable, unquote. House Minority Leader Hakeem Jeffries said on Saturday, quote, MAGA Republicans in Texas and throughout the country are risking the lives of mothers, unquote. Texas Representative Veronica Escobar, speaking on behalf of President Biden's reelection campaign, for which she is co-chair, says, quote, a Texas woman was just forced to beg for life-saving health care in court, and now any doctor who provides her the care she urgently needs is being threatened with punishment. This story is shocking, it's horrifying, and it's heartbreaking, unquote. Rex Hupke at USA Today's headline says it all. Want to see what Republicans want for abortion rights nationally? Look at Texas. Where Hupke says Americans are getting a dystopian and illustrative preview of the dark future all American women face if Republicans gain full control of national abortion rights, while Republicans continue trying to downplay the issue on the campaign trail as they have for the last few decades, during which they were working steadily behind the scenes to set the stage for the fall of Roe v. Wade, ultimately with success. 
Hupke adds that there should be no doubt a Republican president bolstered by a GOP-controlled Congress would certainly seek a national abortion ban that would put women in every part of America in the same horrifying bind as Kate Cox. Shifting to Houston and that huge runoff election on Saturday in which longtime Democratic Texas State Senator John Whitmire was elected the next mayor of Texas's largest and most diverse city via a campaign mostly centered on crime prevention. An important contrast to be drawn here in comparison to recent elections in Houston between Democrats and Republicans. In this race between two Dems, the defeated party, Sheila Jackson Lee, immediately conceded out of respect for decorum and the process, pledging to support Whitmire in the name of Houston's future success, as opposed to sowing doubt in our democracy by contesting the results. Daniela Altamari writes for Roll Call that Jackson Lee now has important and quick decisions to make as the deadline to declare for a 16th term in the U.S. House looms at 6 p.m. Central tonight. As of Saturday, she was not directly answering questions about that decision. Houston Democrat Amanda Edwards, an attorney and former at-large member of the Houston City Council, announced back in June that she's running for the 18th district seat currently held by Jackson Lee. Edwards had raised more than $1 million and had $829,000 in her campaign account on September 30th, while Jackson Lee had 213000 Edwards' campaign says she's running regardless of Jackson Lee's decision. Meanwhile, Yilun Cheng and Abby Church at the Houston Chronicle write that Chris Hollins, who we heard at the top and who had initially put his name in the hat for mayor until Jackson Lee entered that race, was elected Houston's new city controller on Saturday, defeating former Harris County Treasurer Orlando Sanchez by about 20 points. Like the mayor, the office of city controller in Houston is limited to two four-year terms. And finally, in the Houston election, it's worth noting that Ken Paxton impeachment attorney Tony Busby's run for city council went down in flames. Patrick Zvitek and Maya Pandy at the Texas Tribune write that incumbent Mary Nan Huffman defeated Busby, keeping her seat representing District G, a wealthy and conservative section of West Houston. Over to D.C., where both of our U.S. Senators, John Cornyn and Ted Cruz, have joined the most vocal opponents of continued U.S. aid to Ukraine unless the Biden administration caves on the insane GOP wish list on the border. Interesting timing for comments noted by Brendan Cole at Newsweek from Russian politician Sergei Miranov and his view that a new threat by Venezuela to forcibly annex a resource-rich section of its neighbor Guyana in a similar move to that by Russia and Gaza gobbling up pieces of Ukraine represents a new world order in which countries will be able to get away with simply taking the territory of their more vulnerable neighbors and providing the example that Texas should, by similar historical arguments, be returned to Mexico, adding, quote, it's time for Americans to think about their future and also about Alaska, unquote. Cruz and Cornyn are playing with fire. Here's a fact that might make you wince. When many folks outside our borders think of Elon Musk and Alex Jones, they think of Texas. The Associated Press reports that Musk has restored the Twitter account of conspiracy theorist Jones, pointing to a poll on his faltering social media platform that came out in favor of the InfoWars host who currently faces millions of dollars in judgments against him for calling the Sandy Hook school shooting a hoax posing even more uncertainty for advertisers who have fled Musk's ever-spiraling experiment over concerns about hate speech appearing alongside their ads. Jones and his InfoWars show had been permanently banned from the platform in 2018 for abusive behavior. 
Finally today, the trailer of a new documentary from director Rob Reiner is worth checking out. Greg Garrison at AL.com says the new film God and Country, The Rise of Christian Nationalism, which critiques the mixing of right-wing politics and Christianity, will be required viewing for Texans concerned about the enormous influence these groups already have on our politics, resulting in much of the ridiculous stuff we cover on the daily on this podcast feed, and whom, with the 2024 election, are hoping for more opportunities to widen their influence influence across our country. Hit the show notes for the trailer for Rob Reiner's new documentary, which will be out in February. And that's the Progress Texas Daily Dispatch for this Monday, December 11th, 2023. Links to all these original stories can be found in our show notes. Progress Texas is a nonprofit media organization promoting progressive messages and actions. While campaigns come and go, we're the permanent home for rapid response media and messaging in the Lone Star State. If you're enjoying our podcasts, an easy way to get active is to share our podcast feed with a friend and please consider making a donation to help us continue our important work at progresstexas.org. I'm Chris Mosier. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you again tomorrow morning.